podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. We are recording in person. I know. For pretty, before two months have gone by, so it's true. like a miracle. It is an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> I can report that I haven't really been sick since the last podcast. I kind of had a little cold, but it was so, like, so it felt like allergies that I was like, yeah, I can live through this. Right. Yeah, so. And I, too, have remained healthy. I just <laughs> have this weird thing going on with my fingernails where... Oh. Uh, like peeling off from like the back to the front, which is really weird. Um, I kind of, when it started happening, I was like, oh, maybe this is just leftover hand, foot, mouth right? stuff. That seems. And then I was like, oh, maybe I have weird fingernail <laughs> cancer. So I went to the doctor and they're like, oh, that's weird. Let me take a picture of it and show a derm dermatologist. Mm-hmm. So I still have, wait, yet, yet to hear the verdict, but it's uh, not really affecting my life significantly. I'm going to go with the leftover hand, foot, and mouth and not think you have fingernail cancer. That's where I'm going right now. Or maybe a disgusting fungus of some kind. Hmm. But hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of love the epidemiology section of our podcast. I'm not sure everybody else feels exactly the same way, but... I know. So have you finished anything since the last time we recorded? I have. I finished your socks. My socks! They are so pretty and comfy and hot. So, yes. (laughs) They're made out of barefoot. Which is an amazing yarn that I always would recommend. And I use the Petty Harbor pattern. Mm -hmm. Um by Raina Curtis, which I love because every other round is a knit round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you either do a knit one pearl one rib or a knit one pearl three, three in one rib. Mm-hmm. And so there's a nice texture pattern. You can that always comes, kind of tell it, what yeah, row yeah, you're on. But you, it goes by really fast mm-hmm. because every other knit round is like a knit round, but it doesn't like, it doesn't like make you want to kill yourself after a while. Yeah. I have to say, remember how much we've been loving self-striping yarn. I finished since the last time we recorded, I finished my striped, uh, the opposite poles mm-hmm. socks where you know, one's purple with black stripes and the other one is black with purple stripes. But I think part of what took so long is really just picking it up to knit and stockinette. I was like, meh. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, I know what the stripes are going to be in this sequence. It's going to be purple, 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 black, black, purple, 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 black. Like, you know, so like, I was like, yeah. the excitement just sort of went out of that uh, you relationship. Need more than two color stripes. I do. I, I knew, though, going in, like, purple socks were what I, wa- I wanted. So uh-huh. I just, I'm glad I did it because otherwise I think I would, I would have, that would have occurred to me and I would have put off knitting them. Right. As opposed, you know, I just started knitting them. Um, they are a little hard to get on. Uh. Um, I don't know if I knit at too tight a gauge. You know, one might say that they're too small, but once I put them on, they fit great. Mm-hmm. But kind of getting them on has been a struggle, so much so that when I tried them on, uh, one of the first <laughs> times on, on the bus, <laughs> I just mentioned I was on the bus, the needles were still in the socks. And somehow, like, I think my needle... The end of my needle, though it's on circular needles I knit in Magic Loop, was leveraged on my thigh, uh-huh. and um, somehow I slammed my wrist down on it and oh. sort of punctured. It wasn't deep, but God, did it hurt. It really hurt, and it bled, and um, it didn't, I guess it might have been deep for a moment, but it was 
it's very painful. I would not recommend impaling yourself with um, sock yarn needles. That sounds painful. But yay, they're done. But they're done. <laughs> one with only one injury. I uh, I cast on another stockinette sock in my um, Alaskan Nancy Russian rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I am loving this sock because it's like two color stripes. Oh, wow. And they're like... 12 tonal? different colors. So it's like a light green, then a dark green, and then a like different, a tonal yellow, like an orange goes, yellow. like dark blue, light blue, light green, dark green, yellow to orange to purple Ooh. to pink to purple. Yeah. Really pretty. So even though that's stuck in that, I'm almost done with the first sock. Which is awesome. And I think that those have an excitement to them. Yeah. So you finished my socks. Did you finish something else? I made like three reeky hats. <laughs> um, for Emily. Yeah, for Emily. And I finished wow. my Out of what? Alicia so- Plummer the whole hat. But I think I talked about that I think that you already. talked about that last yeah. time. But the Ricky, Ricky hat. So uh, the Ricky hat Ooh. I cast on with my Western Sky Knits from Stitches in it's, Fishbowl. Oh, wow. It looks so cool. And it's, it's super soft. It really does. I see the fishbowl effect. Like, there's blue, but it looks like it has a bunch of goldfish in it. Yeah. Totally. It, but it really has a fishy look to it. Really pretty. Yeah. And then I made her one in bamboo, a bamboo wool blend. Because okay. I figured that would be, like, cooler. But right. she, I, but I, and then I made it smaller because her head is like she a is, nineteen inch mm. circumference. Wow. Um, but then I think it was too tight because she she just like likes a bigger hat because then she like forgets it's on her head. I think that with the bamboo wool, just tell her to like stretch it. Well, you put, or put it in like warm water, not hot water, but like lukewarm water, and then stretch it out. Yeah. To blo- to dry it, and yeah. I think it would, she, it would be perfect. It should totally stretch. Yeah, that bamboo should over time definitely should stretch. Yeah. So that's that's a lot to finish. I feel like. Yeah. And I, you know, a, it's a bunch of hats and hair socks. And I'm uh, progressing on Markley. So it's still on the needles. Still on the needles. I cast on Lily Pilly. Um. So I got this yarn from Knitted Wit, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a magenta, a blue, and a yellow. Yeah, the magenta and the blue are the very jewel tones. It's kind of funny, like, maybe not as bright as the jewel tone from my Markley sweater, yeah. and maybe not quite as bright as the the magenta for your Markley sweater, but right. in that range. Yeah. And then the yellow's a real neutral yellow. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little more golden, like, a little more orangey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out to be, it almost has like a blue cast. It's kind of odd. Like when I'm knitting it, I'm like, huh. Huh. Um, I wonder if that's a neutral, if it's like a gray undertone. There's something, uh, yeah, there's something in it that's like kind of weird. But, um, so I decided to strike the pink and the yellow because I thought that the pink would make the yellow look better than the blue would if they were striped. Now, Lily Pilly seems to be the podcaster um, dream project right now. It is an Amba O'Brien yep. pattern that is garter stitch stripes that are increasing. Uh, no, they're biased so okay. that they you have a slant going on. Um, so you're just increasing on one end and decreasing on the other end, and then and then, um, and then inter and then there's like one big lace chunk. Um, and that you will do in the blue. Yes. 
Well, there are two, there's one big lace chunk, then you go back to the stripes, and then there's a smaller lace chunk, and then you do oh, the stripes. Okay. And then you're done. Um, yeah, so, like, everybody has the shawl bug. I'm curious, but what was your attraction to this project? I think I saw Aaron B's, and, and it was like, like, this is it. really pretty. Um, yeah. Not that I don't, I mean, I do, it's, I guess I'm just trying to figure out for myself, like, why, why I'm not, like, super ambitious about shawls, because shawls would be, when I've knit shawls in the summer, that's, I've had a couple summers where my big project was a shawl. The Mm -hmm. summer I got married, I knit my wedding shawl, and then I I think maybe the summer or two summers before that, three summers before that, I knit a shawl for my grandma that I ultimately then had to replace, because... It got hurt. Someone was doing her laundry and put it in the laundry. A silken merino lace shawl in the laundry. Any shawl in the laundry. So then I eventually re-knit an almost the same color, which was not thrilling to me. Um, The Astaropi shawl by Romy Hill. That's pretty. Um, So you're working on Lily Pilly. You're working on a little bit. Have you... So... Usually with you, I find that you reach a critical moment in a project, like a Markley, and you just keep going until you're done. Right. I have not reached that point yet. Okay, that critical moment hasn't... I because think, you were buzzing yeah. along. I know. Where are you? I am in the body on mm-hmm. these big stockinette, like, rounds, and I have the slip stitch um, side seam. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like... The stockinette's really kind of dragging for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knitted a couple rows, and then I put it down. And and I don't know. I guess it's just the striping that makes this more compelling mm-hmm. than um, knitting on my Markley. But I try to, like, knit at least a couple rows on it every day. So oh, that's that, good. You know, there's some progression. There's some movement. But I think once I am almost done with the body, that I'll be more motivated to, to just finish it and knit the sleeves so mm-hmm. that I can wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, so the only thing I have finished is my socks, but I think last time I said that I was casting on or had just casted on the Industrial Revolution circular shawl and... So pretty when I saw it at midnight last night. Yes, and it's really, um, I'm in, I think it's the fourth section third section, but it is probably the hardest section because every sixth row is this, uh, noop row. So we have these, uh. um, and it's, it's not that they're difficult. It's just like every time you do it, you slow down because you have to go back and go forth, back and right? forth. And, um, so I like the way that they're done. I think they look really good. You're supposed to repeat the, the noop section seven times. I think I might only do it six times because I don't want to play too much yarn chicken. Right. So I think I'll do... I take up a lot of yarn, too. Yeah, so I think I'm going to do two more um, sections there. And then there's a really easy section. The next section is easy, but there are going to be a lot of stitches on the needle by that point. I might actually want to think about uh, putting the 40-inch cord in for this section. Yeah, it'll make it more comfortable. But it's really neat. I'll bring it to knit night this week just so you can see, like, how it has... um, The color transitions have been working... Um, so, and it's, it's kind of exciting to knit because you're like, okay, when is it going to start changing? When is it going to start changing? So, um, and what I've noticed compared to doing stockinette, I am excited 
to knit it because I think a number of things, the not really knowing what's going to happen with this yarn and just the, the little bit of interest, you know, so it's enough. It takes me, I, I can't really knit more than two rows a night on it. Those gradient colors are so pretty. Yeah. I, so pretty. And I've never knit with a gradient and I was really tempted to buy gradients at stitches this uh -huh. year. I'm glad I didn't. So now next year I can go crazy on gradients. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's really what I've been working on. Um, it's just that and the socks. So I probably have to, I will soon cast on for something new. I, I took to heart what you said on the last episode about items that could go together for my sewing and right. my knitting. And this year I've been waiting and waiting for the outfit along to be right. announced. And that's the collaboration between Andy Satterland and uh, the blogger Lady Bird, who's a sewing blogger who knits. Andy is a knitwear designer who sews, and this year they did separates, and the patterns are the Hollyburn skirt by um, Sewaholic Patterns. It's a skirt that um, they said is based off the Lonsdale dress, if you're familiar with Sewaholic Patterns, but um, it has a flare to it and these nice pockets, and I really like this pattern, but mm -hmm. I have a self-drafted pattern that is really tailored to your body well and it's very similar in appearance yeah. so i wouldn't necessarily buy that pattern um but it's great like i think it is a really uh, a really great utilitarian skirt that has appeal but is not um it's not too trendy and it's not too vintagey it's a good twirling skirt it is but it's uh, yes and the um, sweater pattern is a new pattern of Andy's called Zinone, I believe is how I'm saying it. Z-I-N-O-N-E or Zin 1. I'm not sure. I think Zinone is, is the way I'm going. And it is a, a, t a short sleeve top that you have an option of having an all lace back or a partial lace back. Love it. And it's lace in the front as well. There's lace detail that goes over the shoulder. So it's like a yoke, a lace yoke. And then you can either continue the lace all the way the back, down the back. I love that it's two pieces. And that it is also, you can do um, a cropped version or a longer version. I will do a longer, and probably not as long as the long version, but definitely not as cropped as the cropped version. I want to do um, the red version. The, yes. And so the original of that is the... The pattern is knit in a linen. Sparrow. It's knit in Sparrow. I went and looked um, at Sparrow. I didn't particularly like any of the colorways of Sparrow. I just think that Quince palette um, is not, it's too muted for me. I think Lindy Chain would work pretty well for this. It would. Um, also, the Shibui linen is very nice, and I found a color I really liked in the Shibui linen. But I was looking in my stash one day, and I found this cashmere silk lace weight from jade sapphire oh my god you know why you like it so much <laughs> did i get that for you you bought this for me <laughs> at pearl soho like probably like in 2007 or something oh my god and i've never had like the project that is that you know it's 800 yards of lace weight and it's a heavy lace weight i mean yeah. feel, look at it's that like a fingering like it's fingering. really like a light fingering yeah so and the sparrow is a fingering weight yarn so I'm swatching. This is actually my second swatch. My first swatch, I got 20. The gauge for the pattern is 24 stitches over 4 inches. I got 25 stitches. Oh, so you have to loosen it up a little bit. I'm going to try to loosen it up. I would probably just knit 
a size, the small and get a slice. So the small is a 36 and a half inch bust. If I knit it at 25 stitches, it would be a 35 inch bust. Okay. So this tiny bit of ease. Right. But um, I'm going to see if I, I actually, I like the fabric, but it's, I think a little, this is a, a needle size up and mm-hmm. it looks fine. So if this gets me 24. And it's going to bloom. Um, then I think I would like it. And yeah. it's warmer. I mean, the intention of a linen top is for it to be for the summer, but I probably will not wear this combo except for to work. And right. it'll be a great transition. It'll be a great fall piece to have a short sleeve cashmere silk sweater. Come on. Oh Who's arguing with that? It's going to be amazing. So the skirt that I'm going to sew is um, a pattern by Blueprints for Sewing. And it's a pattern that um, I've had for like a year and not sewn. And she's the same designer who designed that tunic that I made you for your birthday. I love that. And she's, I love, she only has, I think, four or five patterns out. And I really like all of them. And they, I think, just have a sort of tailored but interesting look. So the A-frame skirt uh, is that green one. Actually, both of those are the, the same. So there's two styles. There is a more pencil version of it, and then there's a flared version. And I have this great fabric I bought at a verb for keeping warm that was a designer bolt end from a designer who's no longer in business, a design company called Feral Child. And it's this cotton that is very, very light. And um, I think it will be great in the... A-line version. It has amazing deep pockets that run down that are in the front. So it's a paneled skirt. The back is one piece, but the front has three panels, and the middle panel is. Those are pockets. Yeah. Uh, yes, those are pockets on the side. See oh, how she nice. Yeah. And there's some better pictures if you click in there. Um. And it has um, in the A-line version, it is um, the center panel is cut on the bias. So I really like the tailored version. I'll probably make a version of that at some point. But this, I think, really works with this fabric that I've been holding yeah. on to for a couple of years. And I'm actually going to try something. I'm going to underline the fabric as well. I went and bought this linen poly um, that has a very similar um, drape. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to work those pieces together. Um, I'll probably still have to wear I might still want to wear a slip, but I think it will give it a little more opacity. So I'm very excited to participate in the outfit along. Um, I have right now I'm in a stage where I'm doing a lot of cutting for my sewing projects, but not, I haven't done a lot of sewing, but I'm hoping to line up maybe five projects and then be able to sit down and, and sew. Isn't that make this sweatshirt? So she has a sweatshirt to go off topic. I love this sweatshirt, the geodesic sweatshirt. So the, is it just the front? It's very Nora, Nora gone. It is very Nora gone. So the front is a series of triangles. Oh, the back too. So the front and the back. And what about the arms? How are the arms? Yeah, the arms are, the arms are like that too. So it's, um, her designs are all inspired by architecture. No, the arms are raglans. So her designs are all inspired by different kinds of architecture. The cabin tunic, this reminds her of a cabin. The A-frame skirt, like uh, A-frame houses, geodesic domes. So this sweatshirt has the triangles that come together to form the front and the back. (laughs) And then they also um, have uh, pockets. Some of those triangles are pockets. So is that skirt just a long A-frame? Oh, is this the top? It's the top. It's the top. Okay, I like yeah. that top. 
Yes, all, I, box. she has a, yeah, just like four or five skirt. patterns, and they're all just really... Maybe it's that's the same skirt, only longer? It's possible, because I was working on the pattern yesterday, I was tracing the pattern, and in its raw form for my size, from the waist to the bottom, it's 27 inches. My normal skirt length is 20 inches. Wow, yeah, that's so pretty long. They're pretty, I think the intention is for it to be pretty long. Okay. I did just lopped off five inches from the bottom of this, the skirt pieces so I could um, so I could be not shrunken by the whole skirt. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, I, I can't pull off those really long skirts. I tried to make a maxi skirt a few summers ago. It was, I just felt like I was kind of like wearing pajamas yeah i think i would like it more in a woven fabric mm -hmm. a light woven fabric that like kind of stood off of your body a little mm -hmm. bit instead of like a knit clinging to your legs mm -hmm. um yeah i think that it has the same appeal to me that that noragon pattern kari like this sweatshirt with the three pockets has. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like... Kari with two A's. Yeah. It's like this weird Japanese, like, long... I've been talking about that thing. a lot <laughs> with, my, with my sewing friend, Rebecca. Just, like, how that Japanese aesthetic is so appealing, but it's... it's Practically not that flattering. Right. I, I think that... But it always looks super cute on the models in the books, you know, or in the magazines. You're like, oh, that's super simple. Yes. It's so cute. Right. Really boxy. Yeah. And it's very fashionable now. Like, um, I see so many young, fashionable people wearing giant button-down shirts, like, with, uh, you know, skinny leggings underneath that mm -hmm. are, like, buttoned up to their, uh, to the top. You know, stuff that it's, I guess it's kind of an... 80s boxy 80s aesthetic but without the shoulder pads without the shoulder pads huh? yes well, mercifully without the shoulder pads <laughs> um the outfit along though of course is making me super ambitious about like what else could i knit and i've been thinking about my um my um jill draper yarn uh. and um the Bartonia pullover. That was what we started to talk about last oh, time. Right. And that was what I was going to make with that. Um, because I think that would be and really the cute. Red. And that yeah, cherry red would, with a, uh, like another full skirt. So yeah. I don't think it's like a high waisted full skirt. It's probably not possible for me to knit two sweaters in two months. So I'm hoping just to get one sweater and the skirt. They're both short sleeves. No, Bartonia is like three quarter length, uh, but it's very cropped. Right. I have to go look at my gauge swatch on that and see what uh, what my gauge swatch was telling me. Yeah, and then you have to tell me how much you love knitting with that yarn <laughs> so, so that, that I can uh, <laughs> get some. Justify yeah, exactly. buying some. My God, I've just been on this yarn buying binge. Like, so, I got this yarn for Lily Pilly, and I just, like, thank God I just immediately cast on for it because otherwise I just would have sat there. I remember when you were... Um, stocking yarn for this you're like when i finish markley and then you're like i got the yarn for lily pilly i was like oh she must have finished markley nope nope <laughs> no in my mind finishing markley allows me to buy elsa wool to make um <laughs> the other elizabeth doherty pattern headlands no the cardigan oh oh cardigan. right 
Um, um, Woodford's. Woodford's cardigan. Oh, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess I keep having like these like benchmarks in my mind that I keep changing. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to buy the yarn. Um, I bought this yarn from Germany because oh, Ellen, Germany? Ellen really likes this dyer, um, dye for yarn. Mm-hmm. And I got three kind of pink, purple, you know, oh. gradient shades. And it's I was going to make... Interesting. I was going to start with the lightest shade and then just knit down and then just change colors when I run out. And what are you making? Um, I was just going to make a simple, like, raglan pullover mm-hmm. based I- on um, a Heidi Kiermeyer. I think that will be stunning. It's interesting. So it's a chainette construction. And it says DK, but it, it feels no, so you, much heavier. It needs to knit in a worsted gauge. At because, least. Because it really blooms. Like, it's super fuzzy. Because it's, because like it's a yak. Wool alpaca yak blend. Wow. Super light. Yes, it feels really light. And how, what's the yardage here? So this is... I'm Almost 300 a, yards, I think. I'm holding a 100-gram skein. It doesn't say here. Oh, uh, um, it says on the internet. But it, um, oh, wait, no, that's, yeah, 260 meters. Sorry. Right. Speak meters. Um, so this is the lighter color. Oh, pretty. That's what I gauged. Yeah, it's kind of like a logwood purple. It's like 284 yards. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got two of the darkest color. And that would be at the bottom. Yeah. Nice. Um, but this dyer, the colors are really incredible. Like I keep like looking at this shop. Wow, and it's a very full shop. It's yeah, I know. It's, it's very really big. Full. Um, but oh, I like how the the whole her whole layout is in gradients. <laughs> That's really smart, actually. Yeah. I think um, because then you can compare things that are of similar color and see how they work tonally. I also think there's a nice depth, so it's not. I think that it depends on, you know, your taste, people's tastes vary, but there's not, this isn't just super solid. Like this, I'm holding the magenta one and I see there's some areas that are darker and some areas that are brighter. And I'm sure that all evens out once it's knit up. Right. But she has beautiful colors and she has a huge range of colors. And I like the names of the colors. (laughs) Like... Giant Quam, Closing Forever. <laughs> Do you watch Kimmy Schmidt? Rotten Blue Cheese. There was a clam joke on Kimmy Schmidt about closing <laughs> forever. I, I haven't, we haven't watched the new season that much. The new season? The first episode. The new season is super wacky, um, and I love it, but, like, I think you would like it. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like... 30 Rock on steroids. Right. And I can watch 30 Rock just over and over again. <laughs> so if you can do that, then Kimmy Schmidt might be for you. Um, they just I just saw this episode where she gets a cassette tape called Now That Sounds Like Music, and it's all um, rip-offs of a famous song. So there's one instead of Sister Christian, it's called it's Brother Baptist. <laughs> and it's just like the nonsense lyrics you would sing if you didn't know the lyrics to a song. Like... Doing things left and right. I need another word that rhymes with night. <laughs> it's 
it's just like things that you just sing when you're like, I don't know what the words of the song are. And I personally love the song Sister Christian um, and know all the lyrics, but the, which are almost as absurd as just what I just sang. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it, um, anyway, the clam. Sorry. Yeah. Digression. Yes. Uh, yeah, these are really stunning. Ooh, what is this? Withering crocus. So it's gray with like blue, blue, uh, not quite speckles, but like explosions. <laughs> lovely. Yeah, very lovely shop. I think this is interesting. Something to explore is that bargaining because I definitely do that in all of my forms of crafting. Like, uh-huh. all right, if I sew up X number of projects, then I get to buy a new pattern. Right. But then I go to Stone Mountain to buy something practical, which is something I needed. And then I'm like, well, I must also buy this personal, this purple remnant from the remnant bin because it must be saved and come home with me. It's only $7. I will make it's something like out of it. It's this weird mental fallacy. Like, <laughs> it's like when you find a t-shirt that fits and you're like, I need to buy five, ver- you know, five different colors of this one t-shirt because it fits. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, it's not true. You know, like you don't need five, five. Right, and, yeah, then you buy, like, five different colors, and really, you only liked the green one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, stop my brain from doing that. I've noticed it with Adrian a little bit. Like, he already engages in shopping therapy, I can tell. Like, uh, I don't think he quite is to the point where he's like, I feel bad, so I want to buy something. But he will go someplace, and he knows he has a little bit of money. And I'll be like, hmm, I need to buy, how much money do I have? I'm like, $3. He's like, hmm, what's $3? So I'm like, and he gets, like, joy. He may never, like, touch that thing again, but that moment of purchase is, like, this moment of relief. And yesterday morning I was in a, I was in a super bad mood, partially because I didn't have coffee. <laughs> it's a, It's real. <laughs> Like, I went for a run, and John had made me a smoothie when I got home, and I was like, I'm healthy. I'm drinking a smoothie. I don't need coffee right now. I'll drink some later. And I was in a terrible mood, and John's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't want coffee. And he's like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I went and got coffee, and then I went and bought a little fabric, and I felt great. Yeah. <laughs> the combination of those two things, it was really changed my day around at that point. Yes. Yeah, so now I can't really, I really can't buy anything until I finish <laughs> some su- substantial projects. I was ready to buy the linen yarn to make this Zanone. Um, and there's part of me when I look at it, I'm like, oh, am I going to regret it? Since it was really meant for this crisp style of yarn. But I think it will translate oh, really well to this. It's like a t-shirt. And I also think it'll be so gratifying to knit some yarn I've had in my stash for like yes. maybe close to 10 years. That Before it's 10 great. years old. I will admit this yarn. Um, so thanks, Jenny, for this yarn. Yay! <laughs> um, so I, another thing I purchased recently, and this is kind of goes un, un, also under the um, category of another craft, is um, a few months ago my mom got me the Modern Natural Dyer book by Christine Vehar, um, which is um, a book that's, I've heard her describe it as sort of a cookbook for dyeing. Mm-hmm. So she really had to think about it, not in terms of a textbook, but like how do people approach cooking? Like, what are the ingredients? How do you do this in a way that is, um, is digestible from, to somebody who's not 
going to probably take this on as a profession. Mm-hmm. And I read parts of it. It was really interesting. It was very inspiring. But I was, I thought, I just don't know if I'm going to really get to this. But she's been uh, releasing uh, kits to go along with the projects. So the first um, set of uh, projects were like a hat that you would dye the yarn and then knit it up. Um, or a pair of socks that were ready-made socks that you could dye. And actually, there was one with ready-made tank top and a ready-made uh, uh, cardigan from Alabama Channon that you could dye. Oh, that's fun. And I can't remember what the... F- I think maybe something for a shawl. Didn't Alex do that? I think she did... Uh, a couple people have done it. Yeah. Uh, Le- uh, Leah, who's in our knitting group, has done it. I don't know if she hasn't been there in a couple months, but... Um, and Alex did the cardigan. And, yeah. uh, and Alex, actually, <laughs> Alex from our knitting group couldn't go. She, I think she got sick of the day, and her husband went and did it. Oh my god, that's Which is hilarious! Super awesome. <laughs> um, so I actually uh, made an investment and bought the second set of work along kit. It's like a kit that had four four stuff for four projects, and they none of them are actually knitting projects. They're all um, ultimately sewing projects. There is um, uh, an indigo to make it two enough indigo to do two indigo bats, um, and there's a material to make a quilt. Um, so you cut the squares and then dye each square differently and then sew it together into a quilt, which I'm excited about as a long-term yeah. project. Um, and then there was material to make two different dresses. One is the um, tendril dress, which is a bias-cut, very simple dress from their pattern line, and you got the pattern along with it. And the other one is a, a pattern for um, a dress that's in the book that is sort of like this kimono-style dress. I don't think I'm going to make it. It's like a little too much of an oversized, relies on being cinched to look right, and I've tried it on, and I think it's, again, a height thing. Like, the proportions are just off for my height, but I think I might make the um, uh, Endless Summer tunic again yeah. and then over-dye that. And she recently, Christine recently, did one where she did what is called eco-printing, where you... Uh, ready your fabric and then you put flowers into the fabric and roll it up and boil it in with the flowers in it and then you unroll it and then the print of the flowers is on there and the dye from the flowers is transferred to the fabric. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. It's in her Instagram. So I, there's a couple options. Um, I actually, I'm growing marigolds and saving them and drying them to maybe dye something with marigold or with uh, onion skin. And um, So I'm excited. This is sort of my summer project so you're likely to hear more about it if we record frequently over the summer um and but what was also interesting is i was in the store taking a class a couple of weeks ago on boro mending it's a japanese style of mending it was a really interesting class it was very relaxing hand sewing method and almost everybody who came in that day and maybe it was because i was sitting near the dyes was coming in to get stuff for natural dyeing like really it's definitely this like on trend for fiber people. Huh. It was, I mean, it's also the only place in right. probably like you could go up to Marin and go to, uh, Dharma, Dharma and get stuff for natural dyeing, but the array of stuff and the support that they have at verb for natural dyeing is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And they have these ready-mades. If you don't sew or knit, you can kind of get these ready-made products to over dye. So it's, um, yeah, there's there's this. It's something that's kind of developing, and I feel like that happens. Like like suddenly, like something occurs to you, and then all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. Like when you buy a car, and you're like, "Hey, there's my car! Hey, there's my car!" Right. You know, like suddenly, like you're just in tune with it, so it becomes very um, present everywhere. 
So I'm excited about it. It is much more related to sewing, um, but it's just, you know, everybody knows by now that's where I go every it's summer. Summertime. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was uh, sort of my pick of the moment. Oh, I just saw this pattern book that's coming out by Andrea Rangel. Who's been a favorite of yours for a long time. Called Rugged Knits. And it's like a book, and it has a million different types of patterns. It's coming out in July. Yeah. But I am really liking just the style of it. Um, so it's largely women's patterns, but it looks like, is that a men's man sweater, or is, it just, is that for the hat? I think it's for the hat. And then there's a, there's a man's sweater. They're just like basics. And I really love this vest. Mm, it's the texture. Yeah. Texture. Like a waffle wisp. So is it, it's white, but I see blue. How, how is that? Like those two sleeves. things working together. The blue is just in the sleeves. Yeah. And the collar. Mm. And this vest I like. Which is the Wheat Creek. And Wheat Creek is, is it just stockinette? Oh, but those pockets are really interesting. Yeah. So it has these patch pockets, but that come to a V in the center. And kind of a garter collar. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like this. And then this, the cover sweater is actually, I'm never going to do this, but it's knit in two colors. It's a two-color check. Hazy cloud. Um. I mean, I would love to own this sweater, but I would not like to knit this sweater. It's, it's pretty. Looks comfy, comfortable. It does. What weight yarn is that? Sport. That seems like it would be very heavy, even in sport weight, just because of the fineness of the of the color work. And it's in Road to China light, so I don't know if um. Hmm. Interesting. The alpaca and other stuff that's in road to China makes it lighter. Well, it's interesting. The smallest size says it's only 13 or 1400 yards. So mm. I don't know. The smallest size finish uh, is 33 inches. So I'm imagining it wants positive ease. Right. So what's four to six inches of positive ease? So would you make the 40 or like if you were theoretically, would you make the 40 or the 44? If I made it, I would make the 40 because, well, I don't know. So let's Maybe say I'd make the 44. But that's, so that's about 1,700 yards. So I guess, I, I don't know, I guess that wouldn't be that heavy. Um, and I was also looking at Kate Davies' Book of Haps. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, coming out of my Instagram like crazy. Um. Oh, so what's in there? Is it all hat? It's all design? shawls. Oh, wow. And, uh, I mean, I kind of want one of these shawls that you wrap and tie, mm-hmm. like, in this style. Or yeah, this it's, style. it's cute. It's like a, it's like little, a, hunger, a little Hunger Games vest action. Yeah. Bandolier. But you could also do, just wear it as a scarf. And then there's also a hat blanket in there, too. Yep. And then I like Bristol Ivy's two-color oh. rectangular shawl. It's pretty cool. Um, but after I finish Lily Pilly, I'll probably be off shawls for a while. So, <laughs> so that's making me think about our uh, June 
keep it small challenge. And I think we should just do shawls. All right. We're doing shawls. <laughs> we just looked at a bunch of shawls. You've got a shawl. I've got a shawl. I'm curious. I, I probably won't take my shawl on vacation with me. But I, it, in the first part of June, for sure, it's something I can continue to work on. What are you going to bring on your vacation? I'm going to probably maybe only bring my um, Zenome top. Um, in fact, that would be really a great idea because right. I could make a lot of progress um, and maybe actually finish this outfit along on time. Like that, that would, would be amazing. amazing. And um, let's see how far it would take me. And I, would, I wouldn't have to bring that much. I could bring the two skeins of yarn. The um, If I get gauge, I think for the size I'm making, I only need about 600 yards. And this is 800 yards, but I've knit two swatches so far. So hopefully I won't have to dip back into the swatches, but I won't be bringing, I mean, it's too pretty it's light. super light. It's yeah. pretty light. So I think that would be a smart thing to take. Plus then if I see yarn or fabric on my journey, <laughs> um, in my head, I keep thinking about going to mood, but then I'm like, that is so overwhelming. Like as much as it might be fun to go to mood fabrics, it probably, I, I can't even imagine how that would be useful in the long run. I think going somewhere more curated would probably be. I always enjoy that. I mean, I think that's why I feel so lucky to have Stone Mountain and Daughter, yeah. which even though it's large, it's fairly well curated and organized. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, I'm going to go into mood. What I experience of mood from Project Runway is like, they need, they each need Just a personal assistant to like yeah. me, help them find what they want. Yeah. So those roles are humongous. Yes. And they're like up to the ceiling, right? Yeah. Um, John did say to me today that if I made him a shirt out of African wax print, he would wear it. And I was like, huh, I never thought there would be some, like a place where we could like combine that, like knitting, like socks just seemed like that could be, it. <laughs> that was just going to be it. Right. Maybe another sweater in the next, you know, couple of years. I feel like Colette has a nice shirt pattern for men. They do. I think the shirt pattern he would want would be fairly boxy yeah and short kind of like a hawaiian shirt like a hawaiian shirt essentially yeah, yeah like a yeah what i call a friday shirt there, there was a math teacher at the oh school God, where i work adriana matching one right. <laughs> that would be amazing that would be amazing <laughs> and you have to make adrian like matching leggings <laughs> yeah you saw that he I leggings today. you're amazing oh my god yeah, he's he likes. I could see that. Like, you really get you can move really well in leggings. So like you can do anything when you wear leggings. Yeah, I think that most boys miss that out on that. Girls can wear leggings with everything, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when I asked him, would he rather have sweatpants or leggings if I was making him another pair of pants? He's like, oh yeah, no leggings. It's like interesting. I'm just gonna go with it right now. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> see how long this lasts. <laughs> so. Our leggings are easier than sweats. Too, oh my right? god, they're so easy. <laughs> they're so easy. They're really like I can make leggings for myself in under in about a half an hour. Wow. Um. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I need to make an. I wanted to. I, I. I always need more leggings. Like the more leggings, the better is my motto. <laughs> what kind of wax print are you gonna get? 
Well, so a young woman who attended the high school where I work, she did a gap year in between college and high school. She came from a place called the African Leadership Academy in uh-huh. South Africa. And she is has started, while she was first out of high school, she started a nonprofit called Tawali. And Tawali works with women in Malawi to who make fabric and um she sells it. They sell their fabric online. So I think I will buy it from Tawali. And it's a pretty good price. It's like $35 for two meters. How do you spell it? T-I-W-A-L-E. Um, and they, it's that top hip. Um, it's, I know you're getting it directly from them. I, I mean, there's lots of places it looks like you can get it on Etsy and online. But um with these, I know that it's directly going to the women who made the fabric. That is very cool. So they don't have a huge selection. I think they put it up as they make it, and um, yeah, but there's some really. This looks ones. very Adrian. <laughs> I like the purple. This looks and, very you. Yeah, it's purple and blue, and, and uh, this could be John. Yellow. There's one on the first page I liked for John. It was like a darker blue, I think. This oh, maybe one? it's that one with the stripes. Yeah, it's nice too. So. Um, anyway, that's a good project, but we'll also look, there did seem to be a lot on Etsy just where Jenny What's did What's the quick. scale of the, the print, you that's know? That's a good question. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of these are intended to be used as like a wrap or as a decoration, not necessarily mm-hmm. for sewing. So, um... But I will um, look. There's so many great. We saw people dancing. We just, um, Jenny and I were just at the San Francisco Carnival Parade. And in San Francisco, Carnival is sort of a celebration of all of Latin America. And um, so they have people from Panama. And I always feel for, for the Bolivians, especially on a sunny day like today, because the Bolivian costumes are these heavy um uh, what is that called? Velvet, like, right. <laughs> like velvet with a hat and boots, and it just seems really hot. But um, the Brazilians, on the other hand, they know how to take it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and they, but this Brazilian contingency went by, and uh, the first thing I noticed is I was, they were all wearing a wax print. I was like, "What country's wearing wax print?" <laughs> John's like, "This must be Brazil because of the closer relationship to Africa." So, um. Yeah, I love working with wax print. It's so interesting. It's beautiful. I wore my wax print jumpsuit to work the other day. I love that. Yes. It gets a... Uh, people go crazy over it. And then for it to be real African wax print, and they're like, oh, is that a, a replica? I'm like, nope, real thing. It's pretty great. Um, but, so, lots of things. I, I feel ready to, like, make Dive, dive in, dive into things. And I'm happy to have this knitting project to sort of keep my knitting alive. Right. (laughs) I had something like that last summer, but it was, I I can't remember what it was, but it literally took me like all summer to (laughs) to knit whatever it was. And it wasn't even that big of a project. I want to say it was a, it was a shawl. Let's see. What shawl could it have been looking back on my projects? Well, I had hats, right? I was knitting hats. Hats, more hats. No, nope, it it's got to be a pond. It's got to go the other way. That oh, I finished earlier. Well, these are by time. Maybe so I didn't knit anything last summer. When I don't did know. you finish this? That was in like the spring. February. Yeah, March. 
It must have just been hats. It must have been just hats. Yeah, I don't really remember a lot of knitting last summer. But if I can, like, hold on to something. Yeah, you were knitting hats all summer. Yep, there I knit the um, Mole Spice by Alicia Plummer. That hat is very heavy. It's really heavy. <laughs> it's knit in a cashmere merino combo. Knit your hodgepodge socks. That's late in the summer, though. You knit... So... Star Shower? I did knit Star Shower. That was Your part of my summer. Star my first Star Shower I knit in July, June and July. So... Yeah. Okay. All right. So we will post a bundle of some shawls. I'm sure we both have a number of them. Yes. <laughs> that we could share with you. And um, have a good um, end of spring, beginning of summer. We'll see you in July. An underwater god who controlled the sea. Got killed by two million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey. Devil is sick. And if the devil is sick.